technical difficulties starting up but we uh we are on air for the first show here on subculture radio and um is that, is that is everybody hearing me out of the right channel here we go oh you know what it is you know what it is here we, here we are let me check my let me check my uh no no the the they are correct so um yeah uh there we go how about that how about that okay um I apologize if I was blowing out your ears, although I think I'm a little bit low now. Um, hello? Me, 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 me. <laughs> uh, big shout out to everybody. I hope you guys are having a great, great weekend. We are, um, we are done. Like, uh, the week is done. <laughs> yeah. How you like me now? There we go. There we go. All right. 
I was wondering. I was wondering why I was so low. So yeah, um, you know, you know how it is. Technical difficulties on the back end, but we've got you guys uh, covered. And I'm here in stereo. Yes, stereo. You gotta love stereo. It's uh, the bee's knees or the bark's bark. Uh, we are here for Furry Palm Beach. We're going to be covering uh, 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 the topic of transhumanism tonight. Um, I sat down with uh, At- Atamantha Kitsune uh, earlier this evening. Um, and um, yeah, let's just say uh, it, it's, it, it was one heck, of a, uh, one heck of an interview. So we're going to be playing that. I'm also going to be here uh, live uh, giving a shout out in the... Um, Giving a shout out in the uh, in the in the furry chat in, for West Palm Beach. I'm also going to be uh, giving a shout out um, on um, on my Twitter and Instagram. You could follow me on Twitter or on Instagram uh, at Bark Dango. Either is fine. I have them up. I don't always monitor them, but for the show, I do monitor them. So feel free to uh, slip in my DMs if you have a question or a comment. I am here. I'm here until 11 o'clock, and uh, we've got an amazing show for everybody tonight. So, without further ado, um, before we get into... Yeah, I know, I'm such a tease. Before we get into um, tonight's show, I just wanted to um, talk to everybody and let everybody know that the great... Nichelle Nichols, Star Trek's Uhuru. Uh, wow. Blech. St- blech, blech. I spit it. S- let me try that again. Star Trek's Uhura. I, I, I am uh, I am saddened to report that uh, she has passed away. And um, she was a giant in the field of um, in, in the field of inspiration and, uh, and and was a figure in the civil rights movement um, at first not not purposefully um, but she became an inspiration to young women and young uh, young black women and 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 uh, and uh, uh, African Americans in general um, because during the 60s, there was an unfortunate. I, I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, and and it's not for lack of. I mean, let's face it. There was a lot of racism going around in the '60s. I know it's, it's, my show is supposed to be irreverent. We're starting off with 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 a bit of a dark note. Um, essentially, the '60s were a, v- a very different culture, um, even even till today. And uh, let's be honest, today's culture is <laughs> a lot of times not great either. But um, essentially, essentially, the 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 '60s had a lot of of uh, socio um, socio problems with uh, societal problems with with just just a lack of um, oh god, how do I even how do I even put this? Like a, a, a lack of sanity. Is it is it sanity? Because I mean, it feels like sanity. It feels like they it feels like they had that like they could had completely lost their like they had no no sense at that time. Um, it's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying the the, the, the history of that era and, and prior to that. Um, but uh, Uhura 
was one of the first uh, African American actors portraying a figure that wasn't. Let's be let's be frank, a servant on television. Um, and also the first interracial kiss uh, on television, which is an amazing, an amazing uh, milestone that Star Trek did that. It was, um, it was definitely, it was definitely a, a breaking ground, and uh, Nichelle Nichols herself broke that ground. Uh, anybody who has met her or had met her in uh, during the course of her life can tell you. Anybody who spent even five minutes in a room with her could tell you that she had a gentle but commanding presence, and that was just um, evident. Uh, I, you know, I, I have. I've run, I, I ran into her a few times uh, going to the, some of the Star Trek conventions, and um, uh, we did. I think we did get to. I don't know if we got to interview her. I think we did get to interview her. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um. Uh, particularly because uh, interviews interviews are very tightly controlled uh, with the Star Trek actors, so I'm um, I'm gonna have to go through my archives and see what I have. But um, I think we were doing we were doing a movie we were doing we were doing we were doing a, a whole a whole um, featurette on a movie that was going to be coming out, and um, uh, I don't know if I can say the name partly because I'm not entirely sure, but I I think I think I know what it was. It's honestly a lot of rain has fallen between then and now, and um, you know it, it was just. Uh, just having her and her sister in the room was incredible, uh, during that period. And, and I think we, we got to talk to her a little bit. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I, I have a, I have a personal story that I'm not going to share, but, but I do have an amazing, um, story from the convention hall, um, was R2D2 showed up at the Las Vegas Star Trek convention back when it was licensed, uh, from, from Paramount. Um, and, uh, or CBS, I think it was CBS first. It was Paramount. Then it was CBS. And, um, Nichelle Nichols was there, uh, at the end of the row, right, right by our booth. Uh, and R2D2 rolled up to her and she just completely lost it. She, she was, she was absolutely excited. I think she took a picture with R2D2 um, and had, and had a, had a full conversation and no one understands R2D2. Um, well, you know, unless you speak droid, <laughs> uh, and, uh, that was, that was absolutely an amazing, an amazing moment in convention, in convention, uh, uh, in convention history. Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm Bart Dangle. You're listening to furry Palm beach. Uh, we're going to be starting in just a moment with, uh, the interview, uh, with Atamantha Kitsun. And, um, but I think what I want to do is I just want to take a moment, um, to, uh, just, just, just a moment of silence here for, uh, one of the greats, Nichelle Nichols, who has passed away. Thank you much. All right. Well, 
Yeah, I know. It breaks it breaks the pa- pacing. Let us get to that interview right now. Uh, I'm going to bring a- Atamantha Kitsune, uh, uh, Kitsune on. Um, and uh, I, I just just uh, join us. We're gonna. I'm going to be breaking in from time to time and providing some context. And uh, we'll play a few tracks. Um, tonight's show is uh, a little bit low key. But um, I do I do intend to have uh, some of my guests on, um, some of my some some of my my, my regulars on, uh, starting next week. So uh, thank you all for joining me on our very first show. I'm Bart Dango. You're listening to Furry Palm Beach here on Subculture Radio. I am here with Athamantha Kitsune uh, from the. Uh, why is my brain bla- blanking? It's it's partly because you mispronounced my name. Oh, I did. You, you I gotta, did mispronounce. You got to get name. it just right, and then and then the flow comes. You know, Ath- uh, <laughs> Ath- <laughs> it's so it's not it's not Athamantha Kis- Kitsune. Kitsune. It, it's, it's almost, almost. Uh, Kitsune. Almost. Almost is Atamanasa Kitsune. Atamanasa. Um, yeah. So why the th? It's complicated. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's because of um, where the name originally came from. It's oh. sort of um, from a uh, well, other kin origins, but um, oh. you, you'll find the nearest thing in human languages is in Sanskrit, um, and basically the, the the letters that were uh used for the name are just the closest approximations uh but the h gives it a bit of a breathiness to the t um yeah i've, I've got the ipa sort of uh, pronunciation you know international phonetic alphabet somewhere but yeah it's a weird one but i i, I picked it because of um, meditation and sort of soul searching reasons oh that, that's what it is uh, that is incredible. Uh, so yes, uh, at, 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 at Kitsun. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I promise. Uh, Atamanta yeah. Kitsun is uh, uh, <laughs> is from um, is from Vulpine Labs. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Who are uh, who are working on uh, working on uh, the future of genetics uh, a tool set for uh, for that purpose. For uh, for gene mm-hmm. for gene modding, um, but I I I am a I am a glorified caveman. I think it would be better if if you uh, necessarily explain exactly what it is uh, that uh, that that the labs is working on. <laughs> is is that how you describe Florida man? Uh, that's exactly well. No, I'm I'm not Florida man. I'm Florida dog. There's a difference. Okay. All right. Florida Florida right. man goes. I'm gonna do something crazy, and Florida dog goes. Arr? Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> sorry to derail you there. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, all right. 
<clears throat> oh, this interview is going to go great. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm coming from um, the United Kingdom originally, uh, we, where I started up um, this idea of um, Volpine Designs, uh, as we originally called it. Uh, and that was in 2008 when I was originally finding out about the furry fandom in the first place. And uh, basically, I wanted to do something to contribute to the furry fandom, but I wasn't very good at art. I mean, not terrible, but I wasn't very good. And uh, I wasn't that good at singing or anything like that, so I thought, why not write a story? And mm. so I started writing this book, and it was very much a stream-of-consciousness thing, um, and I was deliberately locking it down every six chapters. Um, I don't know why six, it just felt like a weirdly arbitrary number that I could go with, mm. uh, by uploading it online. So that once I'd uploaded those six chapters, I couldn't edit them much, because you know that would throw people off. And that was deliberate, so I didn't keep going back over it and taking forever to write it. But um, this book was a sci-fi about hold on, hold on a someone second. who... Hold on a second. No, oh? uh, my apologies. Um, I have a device beeping in the background. Ziggy, stop. Because of course, you know what that'll be? Of course, that's... <laughs> Is that... Is that the alarm to tell you that we're about to do the interview? Yes, that's the alarm. <laughs> that that is the alarm <laughs> that that tells me that we were about to do the interview. Because I was I was programming to message you, and then essentially go, "Hey, do you want to link up at this time?" Because <laughs> I, I wanted my nap. <laughs> I. I I, I ain't giving you any nap. Hence, hence, <laughs> hence Florida dog. Anyway, my apologies for interrupting you. Uh, please, please continue. <laughs> From the top. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, okay, so, yeah, uh, long story short, um, the book was about uh, a guy who manages to transform himself into an anthropomorphic red fox by developing a gene editing system using a lot of science that other people have already made uh, he, he dropped lucky basically for timing and he's like this is really cool I want to share it with my friends so he throws an emergency fur meat and so a bunch of other furries come around and and you know some of them transform themselves and shenanigans ensue and it spreads around the world and you know the rest of the story is basically about the fallout of all that mm -hmm. but um the, the more i was writing it the more i realized that this technology this device that the protagonist uses is actually kind of possible and this was in 2008 you know 2009 that sort of time and i was thinking the technology is all there it just needs to be assembled in the right way yeah um it's science it's fiction just, but yeah. only for the moment yeah yeah. Uh, it was very close to the present sort of science fiction. Yeah. And the more I realized that, the more I wanted to actually, you know, look into, do, is there anybody already developing these? The answer was no, not really, although there were a couple of hoaxes. Uh, so I was like, well, we've, we've got to make this happen. Um, so I, I wasn't in a great position to do that at the time because I was uh, trained in IT, not in gene editing. Mm -hmm. um, but I had this this intuition in my mind as to how such a system would fit together. I mean, I'd already started kind of planning it out anyway for the story, and really more and more pieces were falling into place the more I researched, and so I, I wanted to do something with that, and so I started by uh, trying to build up Fulpine Designs as this um, business initially doing Lego models, because I wanted to take a design approach, kind of, you know, really throw in the uh, the 3D spatial awareness aspect into my knowledge and into how we handle these things. Um, and the Lego model business was a bit of a flop, but 
it did at least achieve the aim of teaching me better how how to think in 3d it refreshed me with that um and so I, I conceded that i had to make money some other way and i went and worked for a call center full-time for a year and a half uh, and then part-time for another year that was for uh, basically this data grabbing company called wds that um uh basically was was using technical support um call center operations as a mask for gathering a whole lot of data that it could sell about customers i didn't oh, entirely great. i didn't entirely understand the uh, the scope of that until uh towards the end of when i was going to be leaving anyway to move on to going to university um <laughs> so in my last few weeks um when i had already handed in my notice anyway you know for going to university uh, I discovered that the encryption that they claimed was keeping everyone's data secure and we shouldn't worry about it uh, was actually incredibly out of date and had already been breached back in 1997. And bear in mind, this was in 2013 that Holy I found this out. Holy moly. That is, ex- that is an extremely old uh, security system. You know, these days, I mean, we're talking, it was nine years ago. WDS can always claim that they've changed their practices since then if they want to. Um I don't really have much power over that. Uh, they have dissolved and reformed in many respects since then well, as a I'm, company. So, the, yeah. the insanity of it is that is that changing encryption isn't that big of a deal. It really isn't. And there are there are plenty of there are plenty of good protocols that they could that they could use, and plenty of good systems that they could just port uh, and replace the old one with. So I, I don't understand yeah, but, why yeah. it, it, it they yeah. they were using an old version of Lotus Notes. Um, oh. Which last got updated in like 2003 okay. officially. That makes me want. Um, that makes me want to vomit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was yeah. for all the customers' data about um, not just the mobile phones they had and the problems they had with those phones, but also where they lived and you know the the data for um, anything needed for for a return or a repair on the phones, um, which you know was sometimes quite broad, um, and any notes that the call center people had made about those people in order to pass on understanding to each other, you know, should there be another call? Wow. So, yeah, that, that was not fun. But anyway, this is a big yeah, tangent. Yeah, we're, we're, we're way off in the weeds here. Uh, let's, uh, yeah. let's, uh, let's, 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 let's grab drag that. ourselves back in. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, you know, hey, um, we're yep. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the point here is that whole thing happened just as I was getting into university. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the the previous year, I'd been part-time at the call center because I'd been going to a uh, community college to mm-hmm. get the minimum qualifications needed to go to university. And uh, when I enrolled at that community college, and I basically forced the call center to make me go part-time, even though they didn't have part-time positions at that time, they couldn't argue against me because at, at that point they were very low on staff, and I was basically saying, either make me part-time or I quit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of times, um, a lot of times, uh, labor labor isn't valued um, yeah. until 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 they until they realize they're going to lose it. Oh, exactly. Uh, but I did that yeah. because I felt that it was now or never to go into the community college, which was a, a feeling that was proven right when yeah. I got to the end of the year uh, and the uh, m- well, the, the scores that I got, uh, I needed to basically have the maximum scores in the exams. Uh, in order to reach the minimum required to get into the university course I wanted. Um, so it was, you know, really max everything out to, to just get into university. And so what were and, you studying? 
I was doing an access course uh, to higher education in life sciences at uh, at Brockenhurst College in so you, South of England. You were you were you were looking um, you were looking into into uh, into uh, improving your understanding of uh, genetics. Um, obviously, so as I would be good enough to get into university and do a bachelor's in biochemistry. Uh-huh. Um, so- and it, what I was, was going to say is when, when I was at that college in Brockenhurst, which was a great college, I really enjoyed it, um, the, the tutors there uh, for chemistry, biology, and physics all gave me the top scores I needed. That was fantastic. Um, and then I was just did down to mathematics. Know, did anyone know what you what you've intended to do with this knowledge? <laughs> Have you well, told I anyone? Dropped, well, I mean, I you've told some everyone. Pretty large hints. Yeah, you've told yeah, everyone I, I mean, now. You know, but but well, yeah, but you've like, made it public. At the time, I, I was I, I was telling some people, you know, yeah. some of my fellow students and so on. Um, but the maths tutor was the last one to to give me a grade. And she was, uh, her name was Corinne Williams, um, and I'm okay to tell you this, but um, you'll know why. Uh, basically, she she was a fantastic te- teacher. She knew um, what she was doing, and she knew what, that I had big ambitions. Uh, and I explained, you know, yeah, I, I know I didn't do particularly great in this exam because I ran out of time. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, let's have a look at the, uh, the exam paper. And she said, what would you have said if you had time to finish writing this um, answer out on this question at the end here and so I explained it and she said yeah I, I thought so uh, here you go uh, she gave me the full marks which was beautiful of her yeah. uh, and then two weeks later she died of leukemia oh my so it really was now or never oh wow that, but you know it, um, it, goes, it goes to show you that, that we don't know how much time we have we really don't indeed um, indeed we don't and uh, the funny thing is that uh, like a, a month or two later uh, there was a paper came out about um, a successful treatment of leukemia with gene editing. It really, it really is like that. Um, uh, cancer, yeah. cancer is a is a bit of a scourge, and and people die of people die of of, of things that that a month later we find a cure for. Um, yeah, uh, in cancer and with other diseases, uh, and and that that really is um, you know not to That's labor one the of point, the things like. Yeah. Genetics, work in genetics, work in, in, in disease treatment through genetics um, is very much the future. Uh, it is. Uh, you know, essentially, essentially we are looking we are looking at a new frontier. So you, you've got uh, you've got a situation where, uh, you know, society is 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 going to be changing in a very radical way in the next century. And uh, I don't think. I don't think that people are quite ready for it, but much like everything um, that we that we that we as a society and as a species do, we're never ready for it until it shows up on our doorstep. Oh, I know, right? Um, and and people people are still not ready for it. You know, I've, I've had proof of that. When yeah. when I finished university, I was talking to the uh, the tutor there. He said to me, uh, you know, you could carry on and do a PhD, but then you're going to have to do somebody else's work for them. Basically, that's obviously not what you want. And I was like, no, I, I agree. So I went yeah, to no, Ireland. I went to Ireland and I started Volpine Designs there. Um, I incorporated it in Cork. And uh, I, I went there because I was told in there Cork? was this... Um, yeah. In Cork. Because I was told there was this this um, this big sort of biotech scene going on in Cork. And uh, <laughs> that it would become the, the next sort of Silicon Valley kind of thing. You know, I'm sorry, Carbon I'm Valley. I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, Cork is just the name of a city yeah. in Ireland. Yeah. That's all it is. Sorry. <laughs> my, my, Don't my, know what it is in your head. My apologies. My apologies to you, and my apologies to our listeners. I am. I am being an absolute child right now. <laughs> And you have that out of your system? Uh, no, not even remotely. Not, not even, not even a little bit. So we're just gonna have to keep going. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in, in that particular city in Ireland, um, <laughs> thank you. I yeah, I started um, Four Pine Designs um, as a proper incorporated entity there. Um, I got involved with this uh, DIY bio lab, which was uh, called Former Labs. It was started by Cahill Garvey, who was the inventor of the Dremel Fuge which is a Dremel attachment that basically means you can make a centrifuge for a couple of dollars. Um, Yeah, which when you compare it with the price of a big heavy metal centrifuge that you get for a laboratory, that's like, you know, hundreds of thousands. It's a considerable difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. 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 As long as you've already got a Dremel. I mean, obviously, if you've got to buy the Dremel, then that's another, you know, a hundred dollars or so. But yeah, um, it's still a much cheaper way to do it. Yeah. And... Uh, so, you know, we, we were playing around with 3D printing these things, but um, the main thing was it was a space where I could find people who maybe were interested in working with us on Volpine uh, and on developing gene editing systems. So I was talking around and I was getting involved in the local scene and uh, there was this um, biotech accelerator scheme that I wanted to get involved in as well. And that was uh, Indie Bio, as they called it at the time, although they then renamed it the following year to Rebel Bio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was run by Bill Liao of uh, SOS Ventures, and he was um, telling me that, that he had um, somebody he knew in his, his family who had type 1 diabetes, and so he was very keen on seeing um, some sort of cure for, for type 1 diabetes, and, you know, a great way to do that would be gene editing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he was keen to see me come up with some kind of business plan that would wow the investors and get this whole thing going, uh, and, you know, he was running the show behind a lot of the money. So I thought, you know, th- this is all set. We can do this. But uh, when I actually made my business plan and I presented it and everything, and uh, the, the problem was the investors that they'd actually wheeled into this this uh, interview thing, uh, they were all very much local people with local um, considerations in mind. They wanted biotech for agriculture, basically, you know, for butter and dairy uh, and all things related to that. So when, when I'm coming and talking about human health, uh, and in particular about something so far-fetched as gene editing, they were like, eh, we'll hold on to our money. Uh, yeah. This is a bit too much of a moonshot for them. They're looking, they're, looking, they're looking for, well, they're yeah. looking for, uh, for, for applications for food production, essentially. Mm-hmm. That yeah. and my, my capability of writing business plans wasn't the best ever at the time. So, you know, the, the combo of both was just nope. Yeah. Um, so I tried again the following year when it became Rebel Bio. And the reason I tried again was because they told me this time it's a moonshot accelerator. I was like, great, this is exactly talking to me. Uh, no, they, they gave me basically the same response. Yeah. Uh, at which point I ran out of money. So I had to move back to the UK um, and live with my parents for a while. Uh, but I didn't stop the whole kind of full-pine designs development thing. I kept that going in the background while I was doing a few other jobs to keep life going. Um, and so now we're sort of recovered from that, and I've been able to move to the USA to be with um, my uh, beautiful wife, um, and we are really bringing things together now. So uh, I'm, I'm very lucky, really, um, to, to be in the position I'm in now. Uh, but... I'm, li- I'm living in New Jersey. Uh, we've incorporated 
Full Pine Labs, and basically we've we've got um, we've got it set up as a B corporation, so that's public benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the notion is, it's not just about profit. Yes, profit is a factor, but it's also about how can we provide a profit, so to speak, for the environment, for our customers, for our clients, for all stakeholders involved, for our neighbours, everybody. Um, you know, suppliers and so forth. Everybody should yes. benefit from the way this company runs. Um, and I believe that B corporations are a, a viable way forward in the capitalist society of the future um, without having to, you know, say everything's got to be a non-profit or a, or a charity. Yeah. Um, so that's why I've done that. But it's, it's basically now being set up such that we can continue developing software and hardware for, for gene editing. And the notion is you're going to have this um, uh, software that is divided into 25 modules that between them will assemble a model of the entire body um, when you insert your genome. And uh, you'll be able to use that model to then adjust what you want to do with the body, what, what is it that you want it to actually have, what do you want to see. Um, and then when you have done those adjustments on the model, you should have... Um, a collected set of gene edits that, that the system can test in silico um, and that you can package into a gene editing vector, which is usually some kind of hollowed-out virus or something based on that that is a bit more synthetic. And you can test that in the computer as well and work out how that's going to unfold, how it's going to work in the body. You can adjust it and make it so as it works a particular way around. Uh, and then when you're happy with that, you can actually export it basically to the hardware device that we're developing which is called the geneticizer uh, which will use a combination of um, at the the moment the the prototype combination is acoustic levitation and lasers we may change the technologies involved but at the moment that's what we're going with Mm -hmm. to manipulate the molecules and create the exact gene editing vector that we want using the contents of a sample of your own cells um, to actually construct that the idea being that then you don't need to introduce a bunch of um, expensive reagents that you have to buy in all the time to to make the thing work. Um, so then the concept is that this so thing let's, should let's be talk, usable in all sorts of places. Let's talk for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so that um, so that uh, we can get everybody up to speed. What are the applications yep. of this? Um, We're talking uh, an ability to to. Um, edit any um, genetic problems um, in the body in theory. Uh, so you'd be able to apply it to anything from gene, um, uh, genetic diseases uh, or immuno um, to, you know, to, I- immuno disorders to, uh, um, through to, to modica- modification of function uh, or even yeah. or even eventually uh, body mods and uh, and not um, and, and, and having having the body uh, accepting uh, uh, yeah. changes. The, yeah, those changes, even as far as transforming myself into a full-blown seven-tailed kitsune, why Eventually. not? Um, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I'm not going to be happy until I can, let's put it that way. I'm going to keep on working I'm, on it. And I'm, even after that, I'm going to try and improve it for other people. You know, a, say say somebody fellow, wants to be a Tor or a dragon, you know. As a fellow Therian, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh <laughs> Um, because I mean, essentially, essentially, when you're able to when you're able to to, to modify genes, the sky's the limit. Um, let's yeah. take a quick break 
real quick. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's essentially what they are. You take a quick break, really quickly, and then and then you <laughs> you pay. We're gonna pay the bills. Yeah. We're gonna pay the bills. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the bathroom, okay? And we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk transhumanism and the furry fandom. <laughs> I'm gonna take a quick break, really slowly, just to mess. Really, with you really slowly here on the furry Palm Beach. I'm Bark Dango, and uh, this is Atamanta. Atamanasa. I'm getting Atamanasa, there. Kitsune. <laughs> Kitsune, and uh, we're we're here we're here talking about uh, uh, the future of genetics and transhumanism on our show tonight. Uh, <laughs> you know. Maybe I'll make life a little easier for you. You can just call me Atta if you like while we're just talking. That about. would be very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello! Are you a dog or dog-like person? Do you need something to chew? Do you've got the zoomies? Are your friends ready to claw you because you're moving a million miles a minute? Well then get your stress out with dog toys! Dog toys! The perfect thing you need to break out of that rut! Dog toys, a Catco product. You're listening to Furry Palm Beach here on Subculture Radio. I'm Bart Dango, and I am, uh, I'm here. I'm, uh, pretty much queer. <laughs> get used to it. Really, get used to it. I'm not going anywhere. No, no, no. Don't drag me away. Don't drag me away. No. <laughs> Big shout out to everybody who's tuning in right now. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, I really am, uh, glad that you guys are joining me for tonight's show. Uh, we've got a little bit more with Atamantha Kitsune. Actually, we got a lot more with Atamantha Kitsune. I am still mispronouncing their name. Uh, okay. Just, just breathe. Breathe, Bark. You need to practice. You need to hold it together and just put a little bit of time there. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I'm gonna need I'm you know what it is I need I need I need one of my furry friends here to join me um to, to just to just help me help me ground myself uh by the way if um if you're trying to give anybody the link to listen obviously you have the link to listen just in case it's subcultureradio.com subcultureradio.com <laughs> uh, uh. What? What? I, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Okay. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um So yes, uh big shout out um I uh I do want to um touch on transhumanism again uh later on. We are going to have a different topic next week. We're going to be talking about popufers and social media. So I'm going to get I'm going to get some um, I'm going to get some heavy hitters here for that. 
That's going to be, that's going to be fun. We are just going to laugh. We are just going to laugh at all the furry tropes. It's going to be amazing. So anybody who wants to join me for that, I know you're there. I know you're there. Those of you who are in my crew who are listening, uh, I've got a few of you that I'm going to, that I'm going to pull up. Um, and, uh, we will definitely, we will definitely get that going, but we definitely have to get back, back to our interview. And, um, I'm getting poked. I'm getting poked on telegram. What is this? What is it? Okay. Let me see. Just gonna, just gonna play a music. Yeah. Let's get back to it. Atanamantha uh, Kitsune. Oh my god, I got it! I got, I got, I got it. Uh, let's see how long it lasts. I'm sorry, my friend. It's it's not happening. I can't, I can't use your other name. Can I use your other name? I can't use your other name, can I? I can't. It's not happening. Just 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 hold, hold fast, hold fast. Keeping that. All right, and we're back. You're listening to Furry Pop Beach here on Subculture Radio. I'm Bark Dango here with Atamanta Kitsune. Nay. Close enough. <laughs> listen, listen, I, I'm doing my best here. I'm doing my best. We, we will, we will, we'll, we'll get it in editing. We'll get it in editing. I will, I will, I will splice each and every version of your name. And, and for some for some reason, I've suddenly become uh, uh, some sort of uh, some sort of uh, 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 broadcast TV uh, news anchor. Yeah, live. Yes, we're, li- we're we're live talking about uh, talking about the situation in that country that happened yesterday. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't anyway, know. anyway, um, what were we talking about again? transhumanism i believe and how that links to furries i know i know uh so yeah it was uh that's amantha uh who uh who heads up yes. uh, uh vulpine uh, labs uh and uh <laughs> and is uh essentially uh working on our gene modded future uh specifically the tools for it uh which is in all caps as we know because because nothing says nothing says mad scientist like being completely and okay, I'm gonna try this again. Atanamantha, Atanamantha Kitsune. Okay, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Totally awesome. If you say so. I, I don't know where <laughs> I'm going with this. I did, tr- trust me. Trust me, I have lost all sense of sanity at this point. And, and, uh, Somebody has to. I mean, listen, sanity's overrated. At some point, you just have to say, World, I don't get you, and I'm just going to embrace the madness. Okay? We cool? Yeah, the problem, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> the problem lies not with those who are mad and know it, but with those who are mad and don't know it. What was it? Uh, absurdism? The universe is random and absurd. Well, I mean, let's not let's not go too far into philosophy. We'll be here all day. No, yeah, no, dude, dude, are you kidding? I've only got I've only got a, I've only got a, 
I, I really don't know how, how how long I got. We we just we just go we just go until they cut my mic off. <laughs> so that's um, that's kind of what happens. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about transhumanism in the furry fandom. So at Samantha, um, you got into the fandom in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand eight. 2008. So let's 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 talk briefly. Um, and we're uh, obviously obviously we're talking about uh, the fandom. I'm, I've, I've probably I've probably given everybody a background on the fandom at this point. But essentially, um, the the fandom is a giant. For those of you who missed the first part of the show, the um, the fandom is a giant umbrella art community that is essentially not one community, not one fandom not one uh uh subculture but rather five subcultures wearing a trench coat and uh it is all it is all based on uh on transhumanist and uh animal themed art that's that's your way of putting it well i mean there's there's there is a, like i, I mean, said it is it is multiple multiple communities so it is if you ask yeah. 50 different furries what the furry fandom is you're going to get 60 different answers that's more or less right yeah uh, yes. the, the one i heard was was ask 10 you get at least 13 different answers but yeah same difference indeed so essentially like i i tried i try to i try to meet that umbrella head on and, and I usually fall on my butt, but that's a different story. <laughs> don't, don't let it poke your eye out with the little pointy bits on the umbrella. Pointy bits! Point, pointy bits! Uh, <laughs> shut up, Bark. <laughs> um, so I'm, not tell, I'm not telling Adamantha to shut up. I'm telling myself to shut up. Uh but yeah, yeah, uh, the furry fandom has has uh, uh, a lot of transhumanist elements to it, um, and uh, and different aspects of the community have started in different places. So there's there's actually some debate over where it started. It actually did not start in one place. Um, if that helps, it's actually you know. Yeah, um, um, the the best way to sort of look into those roots of the very fandom would be to watch the very convenient documentary that now exists, um, the fandom. Which one? Oh, yeah, the fandom. <laughs> you said yeah, you said so very that. very convenient documentary. I was like, which one? There's like five. Okay, but I, the the one called the fandom. The fandom actually amazing. have original. They, they did have original footage from the early days in California yep. uh, when they found some of the first um, conventions. So, you know, that, that gives you some idea of the uh, the origin story for the furry fandom. Yeah, there are some great yeah. there are some great documentaries on um, on 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 our on our uh, subculture and our community, and, um, and and definitely definitely the fandom is one to check out. But essentially, you've got you've got a set, you've got meetup groups that uh, that got together at sci-fi conventions. You've got bleed over from the pet play community. You've got um, you've got uh, uh, anime, anime, and, uh, yeah, anime got uh, yeah, got, got in there. Plenty of that, yeah. So there's and sci-fi. And si- well, I mean, yeah. We, it, essentially, essentially from the same places, but in different directions. So we could yeah. we could go on we could go on and on about that. And uh, and yeah. don't, don't worry, there's there's more show. 
<laughs> we, we, I, I'm here every Sunday, so we're going to get into it. Um, but essentially, uh, uh, the furry fandom is that big umbrella. Now, where transhumanism gets into it um, is where we're going to uh, what we're going to talk about right now. Uh, and uh, so, uh, at Samantha, mm-hmm. it's getting it's getting better. It's getting better. Uh, you got now. Yeah, you can do it. It's gonna boop my snoot every time that I that I mispronounce your name. Um, of course, yeah. Anyway, uh, what is transhumanism? Okay, um, that's a good question. So, uh, it's it's perhaps a little easier to define transhumanism than the furry fandom. Um, I would say that. In some ways, it's the acceptance that humanity has not reached some kind of pinnacle of evolution and is still very much a work in progress. Uh, That helps us to picture ways that we can shape the changes that we want to see uh, and the way that we want to evolve, not just generationally, uh, but even within this lifetime. Uh, And I think that transhumanism is about focusing on that notion and improving the human condition beyond anything that it's ever been before to the point of perhaps transcending what even counts as human, hence its name. Uh, in the name of a more resilient, enjoyable, fully featured, and long-lived experience of intelligent life. Absolutely. Um, Because the thing is, is that you try to define what is human. And that's like, that's like trying to define, um, I don't know, what, um, what is life? What is the universe? I was going to go a little bit more irreverent. Um, uh, just, <laughs> just saying, is is uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, am, am I supposed to answer that? By the way, no. <laughs> Can you? <Okay>. Can you? <laughs> uh, it depends which way you cut your finger roll to make the hot dog. Exactly. Wait. Oh boy, we're we're off in the weeds again. <laughs> uh, but essentially, essentially, uh, you know, uh, uh, there are there are very there there are very many ways to classify what is human, uh, and um, a lot of times people have this image of their of uh, in their head about what being human is, and essentially, like. Um, People think uh, when they hear transhumanism, they think, "Oh, that means you you don't want to be human anymore." Or, 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 or let let me rephrase that. That means that you're not that you're not human. And the and the answer is sort of. Uh, it's it's a question yeah. of the movement is rooted in in humanity. It's just yeah, that it's, it's just that what absolutely. makes what makes a human a human is not. Is not what they are, but who they are. Yeah, and especially when it comes to cultural derivation um, and societal expectations and rights and things like that, you've got to think beyond the DNA. You've got to think beyond the arbitrary boundaries of what people might count as a species or not, or a, you know, even a biological life form. Because you know, look at AI for example. If you've seen Star Trek, you know uh, Lieutenant Commander Data. They argue about his rights, um, and 
at some point you've got to decide who do you include, who do you exclude, yeah. and why. It's 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 one of those it's one of those things. That I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do my very best Patrick Stewart impression here. What is he? A machine? <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm saying nothing about that. No, but it's a it, measure of a man. It's it's uh, 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 he he yeah. asks he asked uh, he asks uh, 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 Maddox. He says. Uh, Prove to the court that I am sentient, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and the guy goes, "Well, of course you're sentient," and he's like, "Really? How? <laughs> mm-hmm. How, mo- how nice. mother blubber? How mo- mother blubber? How am I sentient? What makes me sentient and not him? <laughs> Essentially, is the gist. Um, and that's that's yeah, very much it- what we're talking about." <laughs> uh- yeah, and I think when you look at um, organizations like the Terrorism Movement Foundation, they are very good at questioning where that boundary is of sentient, you know, when they take somebody's um, uh, uh, memories, somebody's um, ideas, and they store them as just a bunch of images, just a bunch of media, uh, sound bites and things, on a hard drive somewhere, and they say, that's a mind file. Uh, that is the essence of that person. You know, it's, it's just these memories, these images and things. And then they make an AI that tries to interpret those into being a copy of that person, uh, which they did with being a rough black, you know, being yeah. a Fortigate. And you think, is that is that actually good enough? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not. It depends on who you ask. Well, it's actually it's that, actually funny that, that, yeah. that, we, me- that we mentioned uh, Measure of a Man. Because um, in that episode, and we're going into the, we're going kind of, kind of into the weeds a little bit, but I, I uh, just, just, just bear with yeah. me. Essentially, they wanted to dump Data's memory into the computer so that they could look at how it's all put together, so he can go and make copies of Data, make more Datas. Um, hmm. There's a, there's a whole thing about like about essentially. Um, what right does he have to do that? What right does he have to do that? And then on top of that, like you're going to make more Data. More, you're going to make more data. No, but you're going to make more datas, uh, and essentially for the purposes of servitude, that's not good. But that, yeah, that is a that is its own thing. The thing is, is that essentially he says to Maddox, it's intriguing. But the problem is, is that if you're going to dump my core memory into the into the into the computer. Um, I'm unique right now. Uh, what it makes me me? Prejudices. Well, yes, but 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 data says to him, what makes me me is everything that's put together and the way that my systems work, in addition to my memories, like my memories and the way that all of them interact with the systems are 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 are, are one thing. If hmm. if we do this, essentially the memory will be transferred over, but but everything. That is attached to it, the metadata, if you will, or the way that the operating yes. system works, the way that the, the way that a human being works is essentially yes, we have memories, we have we have things that our brains have stored, but the flavor, the the way that all those memories have interacted and coalesced into the organism to 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 color that organism into what that organism is as a being, if you dump its memory. Okay, you have the memory, but the flavor is lost. Yeah, and that's the problem. Um, 
and and really that's the same problem that's happened with Bina 48 so far. Now, of course, the terrorism um, movement and other people trying to do mind uploading and so on might say, well, we can we can fix that over time. We can get better at doing AI. We can look at quantum biology and figure out if there's anything we've missed about the way the brain goes together. You know, but the, these are not necessarily going to solve the problem overnight. And yeah. I think that, that there uh, is this uncanny valley of, of trying to upload somebody's mind. And that uncanny valley also exists in, like, you know, physical form and, for, and for whether me, someone is changing way, themselves. For me, for me personally, and, and we're get, we are, we are mm. getting way off into the weeds. For me personally, the only way that that would be viable is if you could actually reproduce the system. Just how like we have yeah. how, how how we have computers uh, uh, computer operating systems running inside virtual machines. The only way that you're going to be able to 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 upload somebody's mind and and essentially actually recreate the person without without that person actually dying being lost is is if you would essentially be able to do the same thing with a human brain is to have it in a in a virtual machine um, and be able to transfer one to one. This way, that way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And Martin, that's why I decided long ago that VR wouldn't be enough. Mind uploading wouldn't be enough. I needed to do gene editing for, for, for it to be a real transformation and for it to actually mean anything. Yeah. Um, you know. The physical space. The physical space, um, which, which is why, we're, why, why we got into this, is what we're coming back around. Yeah. Um, is that transhumanism? Transhumanism is rooted in the sense that yes, we are detached from our physical form. Um, we are. We are. We are not. Um, we are not limited. We are not limited by by our by 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 human as a as a species, human as a genetic pattern. But it is important that we are able to transfer. Our that, that it is important that we are able to you know improve health, improve uh, improve uh, 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 you know cure disease, but also be able to say um, say okay, I am I am this, and then and then it not just being an avatar, but also being what you're able to be in the physical space. Yeah, and that's that's um, kind of what. You're working towards uh, uh, with yeah. with Volpine Labs because if if you can't modify yourself in the traditional definition of reality, um, then I, I don't see that the uh, ability to inhabit virtual reality or or to upload the mind or do any of those things is going to have the same um, meaning. Well, um, I mean, you could you, you know. could uh, you could cyborg yourself, or you could um, or you could uh, put yourself into a into a very into a very advanced android in the future. So, I mean, there is Which a is back a that is that is a back method, yeah. yeah, that's a backdoor way of doing it. Um, but you'd lose mm-hmm. you'd lose the biological aspect of your organism, and that that always runs the risk of 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 the same the same issue that we were talking about, Commander Data saying, hey. You know, if you do this, the flavor of what of what I am will be lost, and that's that's a risk yeah. when you when you when you look at that, um, because at the end of the day, any simulation of a human brain is still a simulation. Eventually, maybe um, it would be it would be one to one, and then then you could do that, but not yet, and probably not yeah. for a while. 
Uh, Bear in mind, there are some people who want to, um, you know, change their whole body for a, a robot or whatever. They believe that that is the flavor of who they are and want to be. Oh, that's fine. You know, that's and perfectly for, valid. And then people hold them more power to them. Yeah, um, um, but, I've yeah. thought about that. Uh, I've thought about uh, uh, if if I had a choice, would I go one way or the other? And I have actually not decided. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a complicated question. Um, what are you? The point is, is that is to is to have the tools to be able to figure that out. Or if at some point you find that what you are has changed, to be able to again figure that out. Once once the chain has change has occurred in your life, and that's that's essentially what we're looking at is is that is that the ability to um, the ability of 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 people to uh, become. to, to become uh, essentially whatever they more, more, choose to be. Uh, we are... Yeah, we are more expressive as they're in a self. Yeah. Transhumanism understands necessarily that we are not our biology. We are creatures of will. We exist as essentially uh, within, within, within our, our body, we exist as pure will. We don't have a form. And so when you are nothing but will and memory, uh, the, the, all of the things that make you human are within that. They aren't necessarily uh, uh, the body. And so that's hopefully, now that we've gotten kind of into a roundabout way, that's hopefully... Um, yeah. And some people will argue like, that terminology, but that's but yeah. beside the point. Yeah. But but uh, the the point the point that I was the, the reason why I came around that way is is, is to give everybody a, a brief uh, uh, of the different aspects of transhumanism and then and then essentially what I've just done is the uh, too long didn't read <laughs> which I mean to which be fair to, to be fair they just how long is it, <laughs> just how long is the rest of it going to be if that was the TLDR uh, yeah I know really. <laughs> it's it's complicated it really is. Yeah. Um, so that's that essentially that essentially is what that is what that comes in. Um, so essentially, we've kind of like without announcing it, gone into what the future of furry is, uh, and and what transhumanism uh, what transhumanism is going to do uh, it within that fandom. Yeah, I mean, we can revisit these things yeah. in whatever order. Oh, yeah. we we are we are uh, maybe not tonight, but we are definitely <laughs> going to continue to talk about these these uh, these subjects, um, especially as as uh, as things develop. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, both the furry fandom is going to get there first. Uh, I believe that. I believe that the furry fandom is going to get there first. Uh, in, in, in that, in, in what we've just talked about, that we're we're already we're already there mentally. A lot of us. Uh, particularly those of us who are very much active in in transhumanist thought and in and in the transhumanist movement, but um, but uh, the rest of society will eventually get there as well because I mean yeah I work in a we're just church. at the edge but just at the edge of the bell curve you yeah know? it's kind of funny because I, I work in a church and um, you know a lot is said about the way that 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 um, that our culture is right now. Uh, and there are a lot of people that are that are tied to dogma and tradition, 
and we could go we could go into politics, but we're not going to do that. Um, that is beyond the scope of at least tonight's show. Uh, but essentially, one thing that is a common element in a lot of religions is the sense that um, it is is the very concepts that we have just talked about. Um, and I had a very spirited discussion, weirdly, at a Jiffy Lube <laughs> with someone about this. <laughs> D- deep cuts at Jiffy Lube. <laughs> they, they, by the way, they are not a sponsor. <laughs> this just ha- this is something that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, I just I just hap- I just happened I just happened to be doing an oil change. <laughs> uh, but uh, but essentially, like. These these concepts are as a present within humanity and humanity's belief systems, and they've been present for a very long time. And I don't think people have quite have quite made the connection between mm-hmm. between uh, the modern view of them and the um, I, I will call the classical view of them. Yeah, I sort of see what you mean. But um, um, because I mean, obviously, obviously. It, Full disclosure: I'm I'm not Christian. I don't subscribe to any of that. However, um, the the concepts about the nature of what human beings are are in there. Um, and yeah. right now, right now, there is a culture clash between those between between uh, different movements. But the um, but the philosophies uh, will eventually kind of. I know I'm not going to say that they'll coalesce. But essentially, there, there, it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna kind of end up with the Spider-Man meme, you know, the Spider-Man meme where one Spider-Man's pointing at the other Spider-Man, and they're both Spider-Man. They're just kind of gonna, kind of, yeah. the both, both, both movements are kind of, kind of look at, look at each other and go, "Holy crap, you're doing the thing I'm doing." <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I see that in the future as well. Um, so. But I think that the furry fandom is gonna is gonna uh, uh, is gonna arrive there first. Um, so, what is the future of furry at Damantha? Well, uh, I think that the furry fandom will continue uh, to make full use of um, you know VR and the metaverse and so on, whether, whether or not it's like utter corporate garbage. Um, you know, because if you take a look at some certain varieties of VR systems, they certainly are. Um, <laughs> but like. You know the the way that um, mind uploading and so on happens is is something that people are not going to stop exploring it. Uh, they're going to have reasons to. Um, but that the the furry fandom itself will continue to grow based on convention attendance figures, if nothing else. Oh yeah, no, it, uh, it is, we are yeah. we are we are a we are hot property, and we're only getting bigger. Um, yeah, that's that's why, that that's why large companies are starting to cater to us uh, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, like but I love. I, I love, mean, to be honest, I was I was pleased to see Zootopia, for example. That that yes. was that was Disney catering to us in a thankfully, sense. Thankfully, thankfully, the 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 fandom itself is naturally spicy, so that the core yeah. of it is not able to be co opted. Which thank 
Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, that is a thing that will that will hopefully never happen well, um, because of how spicy I mean, we'll, we are. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get but, to that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it will become increasingly mainstream, though. I think, and yeah. it will be integrated more into day to day society. And I view that as a positive because generally, the majority of furries and those who interact with them tend to be nice and to feel oh, yeah. a sort of re- a reduction of stress through the kinds of interactions that are made possible by, say, fursuits or online avatars. You know, they sort of break the ice. Well, it's it's kind of um, funny because there are yeah. there are uh, one thing that that I notice is that within within community, within the community the human community at least in the region that I live in I live in South Florida mm-hmm. here in here in here in Palm Beach furry Palm Beach <laughs> here we are uh, here here on uh, here on uh, on on Clematis you walk around and you talk to people and there are there are furries there are also furries <laughs> who are not active as furries but they are furries and then you have like. A segment of the population that is essentially furry adjacent. They hmm. they um, they identify with a particular animal. They they have that they have that spark of furry within them. Um and uh, and and so it's up to them if they act on it. Yeah. Uh, and essentially, what what happens is, um, the community. I think the community is larger than necessarily even people understand. Um, hmm. There is growth, you know. It's like an expanding community. There is there, growth there is huge space potential. There. Yeah. yeah, there is growth space there because there are a lot of people who don't know what being a furry is, and then kind of discover it. Uh, mm-hmm. But essentially, like, um, and I, I've lost my train of thought. Don't worry. Yeah, um, I, I can carry on what I was saying if you like. Yeah. Um, so, in the future of, of the furry fandom, in the longer term, I think fursuits are going to get more elaborate. You know, we're already seeing that to some degree. And um, they're more often going to be accompanied by things like neuroprosthetics rather than just... Because um, you, you've already got, um, you know, a, a, animatronic tails and ears and so on. I think they're going to increasingly connect those. Oculus Rift headsets and they have camera rigs. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to increasingly connect those up to the brain, um, you know, the neuroprosthetic tails and ears and so on, uh, so that you can control them without thinking about it. Um, and, you know, if I have my way, obviously, it'll be possible to edit your DNA to literally become any form you desire, um, be that some sort of transhuman modifications or furry anthropomorphic traits or a combination of these. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the sky's the limit very much for the, the furry future, as it were. Um, but I do believe that it's very important that throughout all of this development and all of this, you know, technological wow factor um, and, you know, all this transhumanist talk, we've, we've got to remember that freedom of form is paramount. We don't want anybody to feel pressured into becoming any particular thing. It's got to be down to the individual to decide who and what they are. Yeah. Um, the, and and it, a, good, a good portion of our, of our fandom, of our community, is transgender. This is all... I don't want to say it's all one thing because it is multiple things, but essentially we are who and what we are and what necessarily we may have been assigned at birth isn't what's true. And it's not the end people, of the story. A lot, it's not the end of the story. It may have been necessarily the beginning, but it's not the end. And, and a lot of times, a lot of times people in general don't understand it because it's not their experience. Hmm. Um, they 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 struggle to wrap their head around it uh, because they kind of they kind of just went oh I'm this thing and settled into it and that was fine for them and that's that's great that's great if you are comfortable yeah. if you are comfortable in your own skin by happy accident 
Um, and all the more power to you for that. Sure, yeah. enjoy it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, but like uh, you know, essentially, you are you are a being of will inside a meat suit. So um, that that the meat suit that you got was the meat suit that you'd pick is really great. But essentially, like, if you decide to change your mind about what that meat suit is, what that meat suit look, what that meat suit looks like, we're getting kind of we're getting kind of gross, like sci-fi ho- sci- yes. sci-fi body horror here in the way our, uh, of our description works. But essentially, like, um, if you if you all of a sudden look in the mirror one morning and go, you know what, I'm not feeling this. Yeah. You should you exactly. should be able you should be able to to go to 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 to, to walk to walk into your local uh, uh, source. I, I want to say doctor's office, but I mean, yeah, doctor's office. And and yeah, go, a doctor's hey, office would be an option. Um, I mean, essentially, like even even when this technology becomes ubiquitous, it's still it's still medical in nature. So it would be a doctor's office. But essentially, you you walk you walk into your doctor's office and you go, doc. Give me the pupper special with a <laughs> with, with a side of non-binary. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, you know, I think that the world would be a more colourful and interesting place for it. Yeah. I think that people might initially, you know, have this fear of the unknown, fear of change. They have that with everything, every technology, every change that ever comes. Even people being allowed to marry when, you know, they, they're not necessarily marrying somebody of the opposite sex, that has all taken struggles. It has all taken time because we've been battling against people who have a fear of the unknown. And it would just be lovely if people would recognize that that's what it is before they get on their high horses about things. Yeah, because, I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's all, everything is relative. We live in a universe that is, that is, that is relative and, 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 we're talking about necessarily transhumanism. Um, I, I, I would be essentially be repeating the point: is that we're, we are, we are what we choose to be. Um, yeah. But I mean, we're talking about social media and the and virtual worlds. Um, mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's take a let's take a quick break. You're listening to Furry Palm Beach here on Subculture Radio, and uh, I'm Bark Dango. Um, yeah, oh man, uh, uh, this, this conversation's getting good. Uh, at the bad that Kitsuda is, uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really stoked to have you on, uh, and, uh, we will <laughs> be right back. Uh, I know I've been playing a lot of my stuff tonight. Um, I do have, um, let's see, what do I got? What do I got? Uh, there's another furry that, uh, was um that is a friend of mine that i, I do i do want to get some of their stuff on i'm gonna see I'm, i've got it i've got it somewhere i'm gonna dig it up um we might we might uh we might do a little music to close out the show anyway um in the meantime i've got just the thing this is an instrumental track i hope you guys get a kick out of it it's called in the heat of the night oh yeah it's a reference to the 90s was it 80s 90s tv show yeah um Really great detective show. I recommend it. Um, you know, if you like that kind of stuff. I do. Kolchak the Night Stalker. It's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Nobody? Oh man, I'm I'm 
I'm, you know what it is? I'm just a nerd. That's what it is. I'm just a nerd. I can't, I can't really do, I can't really do anything about that. Cause that's just, that's just me. Here we go. You're listening to Furry Palm Beach here on Subculture Radio. I'm talking with Atamanta Kitsune. Yay! I did it! I did it! Did I? Did I oh, yay, I did it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so we've been talking about... Um, we, we have... We have had so many things to talk about, and we're um, we are out of we are we are basically basically almost out of time. So um, I'm going to have you back. We're going to talk about uh, virtual worlds and um, Matherian, Matherian brother. Uh, we're we're, we're going to talk about Therianism as well coming up in uh, in a few weeks. I'm I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, do you do you want to do you want to give a quick preview 
um, about what, uh, what what's on your mind. About um, Syrianthropy and Dozakin. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, just clearing up a few... Um, you know, definitions and misconceptions, really, uh, and ensuring that, that people know what the what the actual difference is between these terms, because uh, that's that's an important place to start from is is understanding what what they mean. Uh, but just like with furries, you know, you ask ten other kind of furians, and you, and you maybe get seventeen different answers r- rather yeah. than the thirteen that's, that you get for furries, because it's even crazier. That's but, that's really you know really it's it's very in, in these the kinds sense of, of things are very deeply personal, which is which is what yes, people don't understand. Exactly. People people make us into a meme, but the reason why it's it's so nebulous is because. Um, it is deeply personal to each and every furry or Therian or otherkin. Um, yes, that uh, that 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 the answers vary so much. We we have we have a question on our show that essentially, um, like some of these were questions for you on our show topics. Some of these are things that I'm going to be asking uh, folks that are in the studio with me um, tonight. Uh, so like, it, it's one of those things that essentially. Um, I, I, you know, as as a great closer, um, uh, we were mentioning social media and virtual worlds. Furry, uh, the furry community is big in Second Life, and from the beginning, that's something we're going to talk yeah. about. We're going to talk about pop you furs coming up. Um, but essentially, like that's the reason it, it is very deeply personal. That's why our our fandom is hard to pin down. Um, Atamantha. Yeah, before you mm-hmm. go, what is furry to you? To me, yes, uh, specifically, yeah. Um, now that's putting me on the in, spot. Uh, in Thirty <laughs> seconds or less. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just, just. you better be kidding. <laughs> um, you want me to come back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, so, that's that's how it. That, like, if we were yeah, if we were on a on a on a broadcast, <laughs> if we were on a, a more classical broadcast show. No, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but I, I don't particularly like that format. Uh, but yeah, people <laughs> for the furry fandom though, people have had a fascination with combining human and animal traits for many thousands of years. One of the earliest human artifacts, I think, was uh, the earliest known surviving example of 3D art. Indeed, it was an anthropomorphic animal figurine. Uh, I think it was a lion or something. I can't remember. Yeah, that's, but, that sounds about right uh, yeah. for uh, for us. <laughs> uh, and you know, we're talking many millennia, many millennia old. You know, the the fur, the fandom documentary explains the origins of the modern furry fandom well, as we mentioned earlier. Um, and it was, you know, it's something that for me uh, when I found it, um, it, it represented a group that that finally would be accepting of of the silliness the weirdness in in anybody our, uh, and in me our inhumanity and so to speak. In, in some regards yes maybe but um it was also just such a welcoming family uh, that that doesn't judge you um on on who you are because the whole point is to be yourself um and you know it's in that way it's kind of different to other fandoms as well because instead of being focused on a particular um, franchise or a particular kind of story, it's, it's a, a case of make your own characters, make your own story, be yourself. 
Um, and if you're interested in a franchise, that's fine. You know, there's there's obviously yeah. various furry shows that that people like to follow, and, and our some fandom started their that personas way. on that. Yeah, at least yeah. part of it started that way. It was very much about uh, uh, cartoon characters in media. Yeah, um, and they are still very present. Oh, absolutely. But and that's you wouldn't, not it wouldn't, what it, it is. wouldn't be the same without them. Yeah, but it's not yeah. what it is today, and 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 also um, not the way it was ever going to be. Um, as it developed, mm. just because and of I think what it is. The way that people can explore themselves um, by creating their own characters and their own personas and putting them online opens up a certain kind of, uh, I think, spiritual introspection, um, you know, o- o- observation of, of what it is that makes you you. Uh, and I think that that can be a very healthy and um, rewarding process that people can go through. Um, and I think that that helps to to make for um uh, a more positive environment and that that is something that i think that very fundamental brings as its gift in some ways um to society is is this positivity this ability to accept oneself and to accept others yeah um so of course you know th- there are going to be those who highlight that there are just fetishes for literally everything so well, that's how that's you know, what it is 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 that essentially like we yeah. we are uh, we are adults and adults yeah. do adult things um exactly. are um, no exception yeah. very much no exception exactly but exactly. that's and, not necessary yeah. that that is uh that i let me let me let me let me yeah. let me choose my words very carefully so that people understand that is not what it's about we we're just we're just people and people are yeah. you know people, people are, are people. animals yeah people are animals, <laughs> animals. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great place to close it actually but, you know, but essentially it's, it's true we're not furries because it's trendy like everybody's like oh it's the big trend no people who are furry like have stump sometimes have to have like there are struggles that we deal with in our lives because of our furriness. Like we're not we're not that because it's easy. We're that because we're that for all the good yeah. and the bad that comes with it. Yeah, you know um, that's that's especially true when it comes to theory as another kid. Indeed, indeed, yeah. and that's that's a conversation we are definitely going to have coming up. Um, let's talk about because uh, we we're we're almost out of time. Let's talk about uh, the. Um, I think I'm. I'm I'm talking about almost out of time. Like it's my show. <laughs> we're we're good, but but uh, but we do have to close out. Um. Uh. So uh, I, I wanted I wanted to to um to talk about freedom of uh from form foundation uh, real quick. Uh, uh, the freedom of form. freedom freedom, freedom of, of form. Foundation. Thank you. Yeah. My apologies. Um. Because we we want it to be a, a positive. Um, kind of name for it. That's that's why we say freedom of form. Um, yeah, freedom from but, form. Freedom from form is 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 slightly more slightly more homicidal, <laughs> or at least or at least antagonistic sounding. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm going to free so, you no, from um, your form. Huzzah! Okay. <laughs> anyway, how about now? No. <laughs> Okay, let's let's put that idea aside. Um, no, but seriously, the, the Freedom of Form Foundation is a five hundred one c three charity uh, that um, myself and four friends um, f- co-founded in Massachusetts in twenty eighteen, um, and it's all about um, basically developing any uh, technology, any method to enable people to transform themselves into whatever they want to be, with a focus obviously on furries, but you know other other forms are allowed of course it's freedom of form 
Um, and the the notion is that it it's trying to uh, really fund science, fund research that that will enable these kinds of transformations to happen. Um, and that could be from surgeries through bioprinting to uh, neuroprosthetics and even gene editing. Uh, and that was something that, that really my friend um, Zenif said that, that we should do um, as a kind of way to interface more with society, uh, with governments, with institutions who view things in a very traditional perspective, um, technologically speaking, those who aren't really ready for a company like Volpine Labs to just immediately leap in with gene editing and say, hey, hey, we can we can do all this now. We can completely rewrite your genome and change the course of evolution itself. Well, you know, the Freedom of Form Foundation is like, okay, well, here's what they mean. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so, also, they here's a bunch of so they don't panic on you. So they don't panic on yeah. you, not understand what you're doing, and then have a reactionary response, which is typical of government. Yeah, uh, so that's part of what it's about. But the the other aspect is just um, to to offer something to those who don't believe that gene editing is a realistic, viable possibility, um, but they still want to do something to uh, to become more uh, their their persona, their um, theory and type, or their kin type than they currently can be with, with today's existing surgeries. So, you know. The, the FFF is there to support people and, and to expand on what, what exists and is available to, to do that and, and to fund it. What's the, what's the website? It's freedomofform.org. Um, you can also find them on Twitter, Freedom of Form. Um, and uh, if you want to donate on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash freedomofform. Atamantha, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, it has been a lot of fun to talk to you. Um, we'll definitely have you on again. Uh, I want to thank everybody thank for you. tuning in here at our inaugural episode of Furry Palm Beach. Uh, I'm Bart Dango. Big shout out uh, to uh, Freedom of Form, Volpine Labs, uh, all of all of the folks that are uh, working behind the scenes uh, with you with you and and getting and getting this going. Um, the future is nigh. <laughs> it's now. We were living in the future, didn't you know that? Well, you know, actually, I had, a, I had a, this discussion the other day um, with a friend of mine uh, uh, where we were talking about technology that's coming in, and, um, and I know we're, we're supposed to be ending the show, but I'll, 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 uh, I'll put this in, is, is that they said to me, yeah, no, people don't realize we're living in the future. Yeah. Um, it, it's everybody thought that it was going to look a certain way, and it's not like we just throw out the buildings that existed before and the cars that existed before. So everything looks like it did, but we have actually started that fundamental transformation. So, um, uh, programming note: uh, we're not actually ending the show. We have like 15 minutes left, and I'm going to do some stuff. <laughs> just a heads up. Anyway, back to the interview. We have the technology. Yeah, we have. We, we, <laughs> we can rebuild it. <laughs> but, but essentially, yeah, no, uh, we really do live in the future. Like there are there are moments that make you realize it. Um, uh, uh, it's just that the normality of everything kind of kind of tampers it most of the time until until it just hits you in the face. Hmm. Yeah. So. And then when it hits you in the face, it gives you a temper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, but I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that eventually it hits me in the face and gives me a tail. I 
hope so. Yeah. Um, that is part of the plan. Something to look forward to. Thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me. We will see you guys next time here on Furry Palm Beach. I'm Bark Dango. Have a great night. And I'm at some nice kids soon. Yes! <laughs> Good night. And we're back. Oh, yeah. That was my interview with uh, uh, Amantha Kitsune. Nay. Sorry. This is, this is, this is the worst. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Applause, applause. I need applause. Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Thank you. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, you you just can't win anymore these days. You know how you know how that goes. Anyway, um, tonight's show is brought to you by Bark Tales. Bark Tales. I make tails and sometimes ears. I make ears and tails. Buy some. That's that's the commercial. That's that's the pitch. If you, I mean, obviously, obviously, if you're going to buy them, you know what you're getting, you know what you're looking for, or you've already bought them. Anyway, uh, we're going to play some tunes. We've got Rhythm Bastard. Uh, big shout out to at Rhythm Bastard. And I'm actually going to um, Rhythm, Rhythm Bastard. I'm playing your music on the show. Oh, yes, I also make laminated patches. Thank you, Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi shouting out in uh, the West Palm Furs chat. Uh, we are going to, we got to do, we got to do a whole thing. Um, tonight's show was completely upended. I, I, I do want to talk to some of the, some of the lay people listening about exactly what the furry fandom is. So we are going to do that. We're going to talk about uh, social media and pop you furs. Um, and we are going to have, um, we're going to have a heck of a show. So I want to, I want to see if I can get, um, if I can get uh, some of uh, my fellow furries uh, on uh, on the show next Sunday, 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 only here on Subculture Radio, Furry Palm Beach. Um, I see you on there. Come on down. My house is going to be open. Wide open. Should, should, you know what? Should I do this at the house or should I do this at the studio? I I have the ability to do either. Right now, right now I'm at my home studio. But we can go over downtown and raid, go and raid respectables at any time. Well, not any time, specifically Sundays. It's uh, it's a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I have just the thing for... Um, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a twofer. We're going to do a twofer of Rhythm Bastard, okay? And um, it's going to be Radio Days Part 1 and Status Quo Radio. Uh, yes. <laughs> Aha, Rhythm Bastard. Yeah, you're getting a twofer to Rhythm Bastard. Here we go. I'm, I'm, pl- I'm playing them because of the title. I'm that shallow. I'm sorry.
time to join the university. I'm ready to solve any problems I the face. I control progress for the whole human race. Look at me, I got my PhD to see how good things coming away. Turn on the set, my baby, now, cause I'm here to stay. Don't you worry your head, cause I'll make both the ways. I'm just happy being alive in these radio days. I can build a better Have a little faith in me and my machines Just don't ask me about beauty or play-doh Cause philosophy I sure as hell don't know Look at me, I got my PhDs I'll see a good thing's coming away Turn on the set, my baby, now, cause I'm here to stay Don't you worry your head, cause I'll make both the ways I'm just happy being alive in these radio days
<laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Where was I? I was doing something. What was I doing? I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. It's okay that I don't know what I was doing. But I just wanted to uh, let everybody know that we're going to do a little bit of a jam to close out the show. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Um, and uh, we we may be raiding downtown on the studio next uh, next week. I want to see if I can get some furries in there. Or, or we could all just pile into my house. I'll make some food. I don't know. Yeah, we can do that. You guys are welcome. You guys are always welcome at my place, you know. You know how it is. Uh, all my, uh, uh, this, obviously, obviously this invite is not open to everybody, but, but it's open to my, my, my friends and, and some of my, like, um, invited co-hosts. Cause, um, yeah. No, no more than, no more than five to ten people in my house. That would not be good. <laughs> But we could, if, if we, if there's enough demand, I could, I uh, like, like we could go downtown. Like, like that, that is a thing. That is a thing that, um, that is the thing that we can do. So if, if, if a lot of us want to just pile, pile up, we could go over there. Um, I'm, I'm excited for next week's show. So, um, I hope you guys are as well. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, um, disappearing off of the, off of the mic. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Okay. Um, if you're still with me, it's time for us to do a little bit of jamming. So here's what we're going to do. That's rocking out.
for tonight's show. I hope everybody is uh, has a great week. We will see you guys next time. I'm Bart Dango. This has been Furry Palm Beach. Have a great night, everybody.